Hi there, Ben here, just to warn you that as this podcast progresses, an intrepid explorer of uh, Katie's hometown is uh, moving around the open road on uh, a rideable lawnmower. Um, so that becomes increasingly apparent as things progress. Probably, I don't actually know, maybe it'll sound better if you listen without headphones, but I've got no evidence to back that up. But just to let you know that that's what's going to happen. So, sorry about that, and I hope you enjoy anyway. Hi there, and welcome to the Consumed Podcast. It's the show where we are consuming and are being consumed by video games and other forms of popular culture. My name is Ben Fox, and I am joined by my lovely wife, Katie. Hello. Heyo. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm halfway through a pint of iced coffee. Nice. I'm making my way through a nice little concoction I've developed. Espresso with a touch of coconut milk. Goes down a treat. Do you think you've created that? (laughs) No one's telling me I haven't created it, (laughs) So apart from you maybe now, so I'm going to presume I did. Okay. Good stuff. Um, Right, so as ever, our show is split up. Like a meal into a starter, a main course, and a dessert. For the starter, we talk about non-video game related things that we've been doing. Um, If you can believe that we've been doing non-video game related things. And this week, we will start with Katie. What have you been up to? Well, this week, I ended up going down a few deep reading rabbit holes nice i'm not sure if this is going to be like a bit too u.s um centric but ben have you ever heard of a guy named forrest fenn uh i can't say that i have no he's he's sort of like an eccentric millionaire slash author um and he he writes a lot about like nature and hiking and so he's always said like you know i think he's in his 90s now he's always said he his goal is to like get people outside enjoying uh enjoying nature and enjoying national parks which i think is very good but (laughs) his method of doing that was he said that he hid a treasure chest somewhere in the rocky mountains and i mean wow the Rockies is like, you know, hundreds of thousands of miles uh, in square foot or in square whatever measurement yeah. area. Mm. Make that sound no, no, better. Nicely put. Yeah. Go Thanks. On. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, the Rocky Mountains are, are massive. So and that that was his clue. Like he says, it's somewhere in the Rocky Mountains. And then in one of his books, he left this poem It's got like 24 lines and it's filled with all these really vague clues that you're supposed to be able to follow in order and that will tell you where this treasure chest is. And he said it's loaded with like golden coins and gold nuggets and ancient Native American artifacts. And he says it's worth like $2 million or something. Goodness, it's an extreme version of what Alex Horn does in the um, Taskmaster book, right? Doesn't he give people like places to go at a certain point and things yeah. to pick up? Except, yeah, except so this is like 
it's all, you know, all you have is this poem. And there are so many communities online who have dedicated, you know, years to cracking really the, cool. the code of this, this poem. And it's, you know, it's filled with stuff like, you know, begin where warm waters halt. If you, you know, if you seek the blaze, look quickly down and find the treasure, whatever. But it's, it's yeah. all things that people have linked up in so many different ways in their their solves and are like convinced that that's where it is but is there a very um full subreddit on this there is i bet that's excellent reading it is but the reason that i was reading up on it is because at the beginning of this week forrest announced that the treasure had been found oh sugar so they said the finder wanted to remain anonymous which makes sense because, you know, now they've got yeah. all these people that are probably going to try and sue them to take the money. And if it's found on, like, public land, I guess the state has some claim yeah. to it or whatever. But now it's gotten so out of control because all of these various groups that have dedicated so much time to piecing together this insane puzzle are now turning their attention to, like... You know, is they think, you know, if, if this person's not coming out and saying where it Was is. Was there any treasure in the first place? Yeah. So now uh-huh. the subreddit and the group. That's where my mind immediately like, went. Is this a hoax? Is it was it ever really yeah. there in the first place? I think it's the the groups have gone two different ways. Like the one is like, you know, the real the real treasure was the friends we made along the way. And the, the other half is like, no, I want the gold. <laughs> Screw that. Yeah. Well, there's, there's, yeah, there's like a few famous groups that have gone looking for this thing. I mean, I think that the BuzzFeed Unsolved guys did it. Hamish and Andy came all the way to America to look for it. Was this, what, within a long time ago or recently? It's, I think the, the, the thrill of the chase, that's the name of his book. The chase has been going on for like 10 years. Yeah, because I... I've been listening to Hamish and Andy for what uh, five years. I don't remember that, but that does sound like the sort of thing they do. Yeah. So the yeah the the debate is raging on whether it was real in the first place or if any more information is going to be released. But now all these people who are like so meticulous and um, inquisitive, you know, and have you know lots of time on their hands right yeah. now, have totally turned their focus of analyzing this whole thing. So, yeah, I mean, I suppose if there was not even like a picture taken of the find, For- yeah, Forrest, Forrest said the finder sent a picture of the chest to him, right. and apparently that's how they proved that they had found it. But but he, he also- didn't share that picture then. Mm-mm, no. I just, yeah, it feels like that that's very little closure for someone who presumably has dedicated hours and mm-hmm. hours and hours of their yeah. life to it. Yeah. So I can understand their frustration, absolutely. Um, you'd at least want to see someone's got it and are happy with it. And, mm-hmm. uh, oh, well, we could have got there um, and we tried our best. But, yeah, I would definitely be questioning whether Yeah, I think people, this people is real. want some closure. Yeah, interesting. So, so what you're actually reading, are you reading his book, are you? I haven't, I haven't, I've read the poem and it right, okay. is very, you know, very cryptic. Um, and then just reading various ways that people have solved each step of the poem. Yeah. Because he could at least reveal where it was, surely. 
Yeah, I think that people at least want to know like what state it's in because it could be yeah. anywhere from like New Mexico up to Idaho and Montana and up to but Canada. So, but surely he could release like, all right, look, this is where it was. I'm not going to share with you who got it. Um, but this is where it was. This is what each line of the poem was referring mm-hmm. to. Yeah, and I think that's what out. people want. Or even if like, because yeah. a lot of people that that first line begin where warm waters halt. Like, there's been hundreds of different ideas of what that could be and it's like if you don't get the starting point right then every clue after that is is out of whack already right, so yeah. it's interesting sounds really interesting i might yeah i might um dip into the subreddits there and uh it's it's uh, it seems I, I'm, like i'm quite looking a forward hole. to seeing the uh the iron show at the moment but uh yeah yeah cool that's a, yeah, that's a really interesting thing to bring in thanks bit of americana yeah Mine is much briefer and uh, infinitely less interesting. Only to say that, you'll be thrilled to hear, I finally finished the second Witcher book, Sword of Destiny. Oh, so now yeah. we can catch up to the rest of pop culture and watch the show that's been out for a year. Yeah, and I have a horrible feeling the second season's in development and probably drawing off another couple of books. So <sighs> I'll try and get on them. I mean, the thing is, I've really been dragging my heels with it because I've been struggling to find time to really sit down and read because I've spent yeah. so much time playing video games. So, so the, I, for some reason, over the last few days, I thought, right, let's just get this done. I was enjoying it. I just, you know, I'm not, I should read more than I do. Um, and I just, yeah, I did put, a, gave it a few hours and it flew by. It was really, really, really good. I don't know if you're aware of the um, books because unlike the games that are very... Uh, there's a very focused story. There are obviously loads and loads of side stories, but they're sort of a, a compelling forward narrative. Mm. The first two Witcher books, and they do not have, apart from some thematic stuff, they don't have a connecting thread. They're they're just like it's a collection of short stories essentially about Geralt the Witcher and various his various exploits around the world. So that it's actually quite easy to read, and if you sort of drop out of it, you can just come back because mm. the new story doesn't really depend on any other any other context. Um, so yeah, and I think Sword of Destiny was is regarded as maybe the best book, and I can see why. I think I did enjoy it marginally more than The Last Wish, which is the one before that. Um, I think, as I said before, you end up learning a little bit about Ciri, who becomes an incredibly important character, and interestingly, I think is going to be the main anchor point for the new Witcher game whenever CD Projekt Red get onto that. But um, yeah, if you ever play the Witcher games, especially Witcher 3, the character of Ciri with a C... Um, very very important and uh, it was really interesting to sort of see how Geralt found her and got to knew her um, and they're just yeah just it's lovely I mean it's a very horrible world it's like a, I suppose it's quite generic European medieval-esque mm. fantasy with um, a lot of gore and a lot of people having uh, making relations um, it's just a bit Game of Thronesy, but Geralt yeah. is just Geralt is just a much better Anchor. I mean, not that I've read the. I mean, actually, I'm sure Game of Thrones um, or book lovers are, th- are shouting at me there. But Geralt's just a very likable, if slightly detached and difficult to read individual, with a very interesting backstory. So, yeah, I thoroughly recommend the books if you've played the games because they, as I'm sure most of you know, they don't spoil anything in the games. They just provide a, a prequel to the games. It will probably spoil the show, though, because I think the show is based off the books, which is why I wanted to read them ahead of the show. But uh, so now I'm going to be that smug person saying, "Ooh, this is just different in the books," which I've always wanted to be. I've always wanted to be that guy, especially in Game of Thrones, but I just couldn't be bothered. But now 
I can be in The Witcher, so you're welcome. Yeah. All right, well, that's my starter for this week. Um, Let's move on to our main course, which um, this week is a little different. It's not a game again. It is an event, because I'm sure most of you listening are now aware um, the PlayStation 5 has been officially unveiled. We all knew it was coming, but um, a big streamed showcase happened last last night yesterday? was it or two nights ago yeah yeah, yeah maybe yesterday yesterday, yesterday um and uh, yeah we get there was a lot of stuff announced and we're gonna attack that list with some gusto so we will take a quick break and we'll be right back back with our main course this week which is the sony playstation 5 reveal event um i actually don't know the name of the show i should have researched that do you remember what it was called katie um playstation 5 playstation 5 stuff that's happening um here we go it's yeah i think it might have just been the full reveal event i'm not sure whatever um it's the first thing i've ever watched like that i think i told ben like i've never sat and watched a console reveal <laughs> yeah well the thing is this is um for gamers gamers this is a um this is this is sort of a big a big time of the year usually this would this would mm. on, uh, in, nor- in normal circumstances be the time of e3 um where all of these showcases are happening but obviously um so- social distancing permits that at the moment so companies are resorting to just putting everything up online mm-hmm. and uh and releasing it that way, which I think works works quite well. This, I mean, this sort of thing, that video we watched yesterday, that's the people. Uh, that's the reason people tune into E3 mainly. Um, and I suppose it didn't deliver as far as, it did deliver. Sorry, as far as content goes, there was a lot to get yeah. through. Um, so we've made a big list of everything that happened. I, I have a... no confidence that I'm going to be able to keep all these games straight <laughs> and remember what yeah, they were on our on our show notes. Which, weirdly, I've just realized I've named Snow Notes by accident. <laughs> uh, on our show notes page on our Google Drive, we've got a huge list of everything there. We're not going to go through it all in exhaustive detail because we would be here for hours. Um, so I think we're going to uh, devise a little system where we've each got the power to veto. And if we both veto a game, I'll just tell you what it is very roughly and we'll move on. We won't discuss it in any detail. Are we, do we have um, a name for this section? See, I did I, say I was I was going to think about one, and then I didn't. Did you ever think about one? Yeah, I, when I couldn't when I couldn't sleep last night, I wrote oh, down great. a list. Well, great! Oh, nice. <laughs> it's surprising me on air with it as well. Because well, we couldn't. You said you said you didn't like smash or pass. No, I don't think that's appropriate in the current climate. <laughs> what about pounce or bounce? Oh, that's brilliant. No, that's just, I don't need to hear the others. I can't believe they're going to be better than that. My next one was eat, because it's a consume podcast. Yeah. Eat or yeet. What does yeet mean? <laughs> no, that's what the kids say. Is it? You know. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Like yeet? The, you have to like yeet something. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, if that will get the young demographic on board, I mean, I suppose, you know, we need to bring in as many people as possible. Uh, but no, I I prefer pounce or bounce, even though it doesn't fit in with the theme. Okay. <laughs> okay. Goodness me, you should be. I mean, yeah, you should put these marketing skills to uh to our Facebook page. Uh, yeah, maybe I can make a poll. 
Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe we could do it again. Um, anyway, all right. Pounce and Bounce or Bounce, the inaugural episode of Pounce or Bounce. <laughs> so if we both, I suppose Pounce is the good one, right? If we yeah, both bounce, yeah, if we both bounce, then we'll just move on. Um, I mean, it was it was an effort an effort to make this streamlined and quick, but I've spent about an hour describing what we're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, whatever. Let's let's get on with it. You ready? I'm ready. Uh, okay, GTA Five. Um, bounce. Sorry. Bounce. Um, I'm going to pounce on this just briefly. Um, <laughs> Immediate disagreement. <laughs> um, we are going to be here forever. Yeah, no, there are plenty, I'm sure we'll agree on. I'm not going to speak about this for long. GTA V was unequivocally the very worst way you could possibly have started this um, because I don't care. GTA V fans do not care. They've been playing that game for years. It was out on Xbox bloody 360. They've been playing it for years. The online presence is all still there. It was just, it was clearly a sort of bought advertisement for Rockstar to get the word out there and there was some contrived thing about you get some in-game money if you mm. pre-order it on PS5 or something like that um, but just as far as getting the energy going for this sort of conference a stinker very unpleasant um, I'll leave it at that yeah. um, although I like the game it's a great game but I don't want to see it at PS5 again I don't think we need it again no um, alright next Spider-Man Miles Morales I mean before we even this was like the biggest turnaround in mood I've seen in a while like we had been watching this you know the the PlayStation 5 reveal you know they have all these b-roll logos of the buttons around and everybody's like waffling and they're talking about GTA 5 and Ben's over there like oh come on like just get on with the reveal I don't even care about all this stuff and then they showed (laughs) two seconds of this trailer and it was I didn't know this was coming. Yeah, it really, really shocked me. Obviously, I'm a massive Spider-Man fan. That that Insomniac Spider-Man game is probably one of my favourites of all time. Currently streaming it on Tuesdays and Thursdays if you want to come and join. Um, I love it so much. And what I loved about that reveal was that you didn't know immediately what it was. Because yeah. it was just a hand like punching into into something, and then as it the screen very slowly panned, you saw that it was Miles Morales's Spider Man, uh, which you know sp- spoilers I suppose is set up in in the original game at the end. So I, yeah, I went insane. It was one of those moments that you I suppose you would see like during a lot of E three punditry mm. on YouTube. There are loads of people going mental when things suddenly happen. Yeah, that um, been it. That was mine because I, I I love this game and to be honest it just looks like more of the same um from the brief gameplay we saw it you know there are a couple of additional powers that miles has that that brings something to it but for all intents and purposes it's it's the same engine doing the same thing and that's all i want i just want more of that game because i've played it through five or six times um i just want more content um and interestingly it's out this year yeah um the end of so i mean that that's incredible um i don't think it's the full sequel i think it is standalone but i i i something tells me it won't be as long as like the original insomniac spider-man um i think i think the developers have compared it to uncharted lost legacy which was like its own little standalone not quite a full entry um but anyway this year absolutely um buzzing about it the only thing that would piss me off is if it isn't on playstation 4 and because as we'll Mm -hmm. talk about again a lot of these games 
didn't need to be running on PS5. They could have comfortably run on PS4. Um, but that's an ongoing nitpick we'll get to. Um, so that's that. Spider-Man. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Next. Is that a pounce? Gra- Sorry? Yeah, I said. Oh, did I not say I'm going to pounce on that one? I don't think so. Okay, yeah, I, I, I just, pounced it, it on that implied, in the past tense. Though. Yeah, it was definitely implied. Um, Gran Turismo by Polyphony. Bounce. I, I, it's a bounce. I've already forgotten what it is. Is that it's, just a, it's a driving? Game? Yeah, the driving game looks incredibly yeah. generic. You know, um, yeah, we've bounced. Mario have to move Kart. on. Yeah, um, not a fan of Gran Turismo or the or of Mario Kart. Actually, just racing. Uh, next, uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. This is a a pounce for me. I nice think. pouncey pounce pounce. Me too. Because I played. What was is it a trilogy of Ratchet and Clank games on the PS2? Yeah, there was three core entries on PS2. There was also um, Deadlocked in UK. Mm. Oh, I can't remember yeah. what it was called in, in the. It was called something else in the US, I think, where he was sort of like a gladiator, mm, and yeah. uh, you 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 didn't have Clank and Harry rates. I actually I rate that game as well quite highly. Um, but I, yeah, there I, were three yeah, main. I, I really liked the three main ones. Um, very good games. Yeah. They so I mean uh, they always sort of remind me of like the Ratchet and Clank and like the banjo and kazooie aesthetic of like yeah know, a little guy on your back as kind of a sidekick. I mean with much more fighting and weapons and things yeah. like that. But just a, it's yeah it is just a, a mascot 3D platformer but with lots of big guns in it as well. It and looks a cool the way they had it set up on this one though with the uh, like dimension ju- jumping. Mm. Yeah, it looks like that's the central differentiating uh, concept, isn't it? Lots of jumping through different dimensions, even being able to drag little time rifts or rifts over to you and, and hopping into new areas. It looked very good, very, 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 very polished. Um, mm-hmm. And actually, it was one of the games that I went... To, I'll, I'll link the video to you again, Katie, because that stream, being as compressed as it was, didn't really do it justice mm-hmm. from a visual perspective. But that, out of maybe you know probably more than most of these other games actually clearly was drawing on the power of some of a better machine because it was stunning and the scope was amazing um so yeah very very good looking game it does look like more of the same as mechanics go um but you know like like spider-man i'm sort of happy just to play another ratchet and clank although it has speaking of spider-man ratchet and clank is also by insomniac so Mm. i was i was a little disappointed that they as much as I like Ratchet and Clank, I've played lots of them. I sort of would rather they were all just working on making endless Spider-Man games. Um, but uh, does, well, I hope maybe they're different teams. That. Yeah, but um, no, it did look good. It did look very good. Um, next project, Athia. Athia. Uh, I think this is a potential pounce for all right. me. Interesting pounce. Do you remember this one? This cause this is like the like it kind of had some witchy vibes, yeah. didn't it? Yeah, like it, dragons. It, there was a big uh, fiery dragon that came out at the end. It's Square Enix in-house studio, Luminous Productions. So Square Enix, mainly known for JRPGs, and also a publisher of, of sort of a lot of Western games, things like the, the recent Tomb Raider games and Just Cause. Um, but this is actually developed by them. Looks sort of Japanese in, in its development. And it's weird to say, but you can sort of tell from its animation and art mm. style that it's a Japanese game. Yeah, it looks really good. It looks like it's um, 
very fluid. It, 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 you're right, there was like a witch female protagonist sort of flowing and jumping through the environment. We didn't see that much of it, but it looked stunningly beautiful. And I'm looking forward to see Square Enix maybe doing something that isn't just a standard JRPG or a remake of a JRPG. So, yeah, potential, definitely very interested. Potential pounce? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, the pounce and the bounce, you've already... So you saying pounce or bounce the games in the future? Yeah, I suppose. Because I was looking at it as pounce or bounce now, as like in, are we pouncing content. on? Yeah. Are we pouncing on it to describe it, or are we bouncing it and moving on? Yeah, then I would pounce on this one for the concept. I think. Yeah, I mean, shall we just uh, decide what is that? Are you happy with it being yeah. that form moving? Yeah. Okay. Happy. Okay. Nice. Uh, <laughs> next it's one the, it's sure. only the we first time we've done this should have planned this out better before yeah <laughs> uh next one i think we're both in agreement here stray pounce pounce me too um Cute. do you want to describe intrigued. do you want to describe it yeah i mean i when it first started to come out like the when the preview first started there's like i don't know it sort of reminded me of like a hong kongy city vibe with lots Mm -hmm. of like robots kind of going about their day and so i thought the robots were the focus but you can see this little cat in the background and then the end of the trailer you find out that the cat with his little backpack on (laughs) is like the main character yeah um which is right up my alley so agreed yeah i think you've covered it all there looks lovely obviously we didn't see any gameplay but conceptually right on board Next, we had, um, it took a step back from the game for a second and gave us some facts about the PS5. I'll just go through these. Um, Most of the stuff we already know, 4K Ultra HD, Blu-ray expected, don't care. Ultra high speed solid state drive is important. Again, I think we already knew that. But do you you know much about SSDs, Katie? No, pretty much none of these terms meant anything. Well, I'm about to, I'm about to, I don't, don't want to mansplain it too much, um, but I'm about to give a really bad explanation of what that means. Nice. But, um, there are two type main types of hard drive. Most hard drives in your computer, especially if they're a little bit old, are HDDs, uh, which are a type of hard drive, but they're cheaper to produce. Often you can get really big ones for a reasonable amount of money. All the ones we buy in China, for what we bought in China to mm. put all of our data on, those are all HDDs. And the reason they're cheaper is because they've got some moving parts in the middle to make it work. The issue is is that they can break more easily and they don't run the data as quickly. Solid state drives, there are no moving parts. Um, they run the data much more effic- efficiently and quickly. They're more expensive to produce with large amounts of data. Um, so now, so my current laptop is running its operating system off an SDD instead of an HDD and it's it's orders of magnitude quicker. Um, and so now this is the first console, as far as I'm aware, to also run off an SDD, which means load times, more or less a thing of a past, thing good. of the past. Yeah, instantaneous sort of thing. Um, so it, it's going to really, that's going to, I think, because as we've seen, the visuals don't seem to be that much better, but we're really going to notice it in the speed of how things are loading and, and uh, processing. So that's good. Um, haptic feedback is the various vibrations in the controller. I don't really care. Um, adaptive triggers. <laughs> this is weird. So from what I've heard about adaptive triggers, that means 
depending on the context of the game, the trigger's harder to pull. It will resist you a little bit. So I pre- like I imagine if you had like a massive rocket launcher or whatever, the trigger would be harder to pull than if you were just holding a pistol. Uh, it sounds I don't know, like actually. something else I wouldn't notice. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Or, or for example, like if you're driving, then it will give you some more resistance because it will feel like you're pushing down the pedal of a, mm. of a car. So that, it'll, that sort of thing. I I'm not, not that interested. Interesting, but... Interesting. but... Yeah, yeah. And some 3D audio as well. Again, I'd, I wouldn't... I actually didn't know that PS4 wasn't outputting 3D audio. So, you know, interesting. So it was all stuff that we we knew. But... Um, and it sounds fine. It sounds like it will do the job. Whether it sounds like enough of an upgrade for me at this stage, I don't know. But we'll come to that a bit later. Next, Returnal by House Marquee. Who did that name? I need it's to have some words shit name. The combination of return and eternal, returnal, awful. Um, what do you think? Bounce or pounce? Is that the? Is that the? I don't even, Was that the one with the chicken space? Yep. Bounce. I wasn't very interested. Sure, I'm happy to bounce. Um, just to give you a quick synopsis: woman falls from space in a spaceship, uh, dies over and over again, has to repeat time. Third person shooter no, horror influence. It's above my. It's above my. Yeah. Over my head. <sighs> Didn't interest me all that much. I, I won't lie to you. Um, next, Sackboy, A Big Adventure by Sumo Digital. I don't think it had enough interesting... Like, I think that I've only played well, no, 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 no. I think, again, we're falling apart on the concept here, Katie. If you want to discuss it, you have to pounce it. If if otherwise, we're moving on. <laughs> Yeah. So, so if that, even if even if there's something, and if, if you don't like it, but there's something you want to talk about, you can still pounce on it. No, I I would never play it. Okay. But think. if there's, if you've got something to say, you can still pounce. No. Okay. <laughs> was it, sorry, was that too patronising? <laughs> I mean, I made the name. <laughs> That's no, true. This, I don't think there's enough new bounce. Agreed. Agreed. I, I um, that's all. Yeah, look exactly the same as all the other little big planet, little big planet games. Um, no idea why it's its own name. Um, next, Destruction All Stars, Bounce or Pounce. That's the um, racing sort of destruction derby game. So does this mean we don't get like a conditional pounce? What do you mean? Because like I think that I said this is going so badly. <laughs> I think that I said <laughs> this. It looked like a game that I would have fun like playing with you mm-hmm. after a few glasses of wine as yeah, like yeah, a, drun- a drunk competitive game yeah yeah so for that reason pounce i'm at least interested enough to see more of it nice no yeah i would, I would agree with that as well it reminded me a lot of rocket league yeah. but with a lot more um with like wwe meets yeah, racing and destruction derby. I was um it's Lucid Games. I was half expecting it to be the developers of Rocket League, but it's actually the the developers of the Wipeout series, which is like a futuristic yeah. racer. Yeah, looks really fun. Looks like it has a lot of personality, a little bit obnoxious for me maybe. It's clearly aimed at a slightly younger audience, but mm-hmm. um yeah, looks fun. Um next, Kenner Bridge of Spirits. This one's a p- a pounce for me also. Cool. Me too. Um, I think it had a really, I mean, I guess it sort of had the same vibe of like Project Athea, of like a sort of a yeah. witchy thing with a different art style, which I really, I really liked the art. 
Uh, you know, they were from an animation background, aren't they? They said Ember em- Lab, yeah. and you could you could tell it was beautifully animated, like like you say, like a Pixar film, really. Yeah, I told I think I told you while we were watching it that first. I don't know if it was just maybe because like the character had a staff, or there were some like little cute things following her. It reminded me of Beyond Good and Evil, a game that I uh, from the PS2 um, that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed as well. Um, so yeah, I like the art style. I think it's. An, interesting looking concept so yeah i'd like to see yeah, that too looks like a, a standard sort of third person fantasy. adventure game yeah. fantasy adventure game yeah I, I reminded me of um beyond good and evil 2 um the protagonist design a little bit um mm-hmm. she's sort of got some magic powers i like the way she uses her staff and magic to form a little bow and you can see her hand yeah. sort of pulling the magic back and shooting things out yeah there's a lot of attention to detail looks very charming yeah looking forward to that one um, next, goodbye, Volcano High. What do you think about this one? I'm willing to uh, bounce it and give a one sentence overview. Yeah, I think that's all it. I would have to yeah. say about it is one sentence. Yeah. There's, there's nothing. Um, yeah, it, it, there was no gameplay. It was a coming of age tale by the looks of things, set in a high, a high school, coming to the end of high school before going to university, but that captures everyone's a dinosaur. It sort of reminded me of um, the vibe. Reminded me of Night in the Woods, which I love mm-hmm. to be fair. But um, I'm not going to pull the trigger on that until I know what the gameplay is like. But yeah, interesting conceptually, but we just don't know much about it. Next, we are on Oddworld Soulstorm. This one's a bounce for me. I wasn't very intrigued by it. Yeah, me too. Bounce. I don't know much um, about the series. So I've only really played Abe's Odyssey, which is one on PS1, got remade recently. I always find them a bit gross and don't like the design. Um, this is just another odd world game where you play as Abe, um, except instead of saving all the various aliens, you've already got them and you're like controlling armies of them like lemmings. And it looks annoying. <laughs> so, I, uh, yeah, not a big fan. But I'm sure lots of people love those games. So, uh, yeah, good for them. Um, next, Ghostwire Tokyo by Tango Gameworks. This looked like Control, but in Japan. Interesting. Do you want to pounce it then to discuss? Yeah, well, I think it could be another potential pounce. Uh, I'll, rem- I'll remind you I again. Know, I know. Okay, it's a pounce. Yeah, okay. I, bit, I mean, I, I suppose bit... your your version does make more sense, but just for the podcast efficiency. Just yeah, <laughs> I think it's yeah. an interesting enough concept that it it was different than the other, or stood out more than the other games. Yeah, I won't lie to you, I was a little disappointed with it, um, because yeah, because yeah, it, it was revealed at E3 maybe a couple of years ago, there was a very charming and excited producer who came out um, and was telling everyone about it and everyone thought this is going to be excellent it's by tango gameworks who also made what's it called third person horror game similar to resident evil the evil within series which is well regarded so i was expecting something a little bit darker maybe a little bit more polished and and it it i liked it's essentially looked like a horror inflected fantasy shooter where in, but instead magic, of yeah like with, so, um, something like that yeah so i did like that instead of shooting guns you were, you did have projectiles but they were all done with various ma- um positionings of of the protagonist's hands in first person thought that was quite novel um and i've actually long thought about why hasn't there been a, a magic based shooter like that um but to me it looked a little bit 
it was more stylized than I imagined it to be. Mm-hmm. It didn't look all that scary. It looked quite fun, but I think it yeah, it will be a decent game, but it just wasn't quite what I was expecting if I'm honest. Yeah, I was I was I mean, I guess it just piqued my interest because I like I like reading about um like Japanese and especially Chinese kind of urban legends and, yeah. and monsters and like I think that something like that could be you know could be really cool so I'm, I'm not yeah. sure if this will quite scratch that itch but there's definitely um, some promise in there I would also say it looks pretty grotty for a game that's being touted for a yeah. PS5 game I mean that's that that from what we saw could have run on a PS3 um, and that's not to that isn't in any way to um, undermine the game itself other than to say a lot of these things felt like why are they at this PS5 reveal? I would have much rather it be shorter and they really give us the meat about why we actually need to buy this console. Um, next, Jet the Far Shore by Super Brothers. Uh, I've got to bounce because I forgot <laughs> what it was. I, all I remember about this one was the title was hard to read. Yeah, yeah. I'll bounce this one as well. Difficult to know what kind of game it was. Looks like a sort of space exploration game. Very stylized. Love the art style by Super Brothers, who have a good pedigree, but we don't know enough about it yet. Next, Godfall by Gearbox, I think. This, interestingly, was one of the... I think it may be the first announced PS5 game, Mm. which was announced at the Game Awards last year. Bounce or pounce? Bounce. Meh. Just looked like a fantasy fighter. Yeah. I Even at the time... I will bounce it as well. Even at the time when it was announced, people were like, this looks incredibly generic. And it, and indeed, it is incredibly generic. It looks fine, looks functional. It's the sort of thing I'd buy when it gets to about £14 on PSN. Um, but but nothing to write home about. I was going to say like £4. <laughs> yeah, rarely do things get that cheap on PSN, I'm afraid. But uh, yeah. Um, next, ooh, Solar Ash by Heart Machine. I liked the art style but i think i bounced on like the storytelling and the mechanics yeah um same guys who did hyperlight drifter i might bounce on this i don't have much to say other than lovely art style i like the animation of her skating around looks very abstract but i don't know whether it's the sort of thing i'll like i thought you made a good comparison when you compared it to that bound game that's yeah i thought i thought for sure that was going to be by the same people because i just think yeah. the movement of the main character this yeah, time clearly... skating instead of dancing seems so similar yeah um but yeah uh not really my cup of tea we've been quite negative haven't we oh well <laughs> just spider-man yes the rest nah. nah. <laughs> <laughs> um next hitman three Square Enix developed, I presume. Haven't looked that up. Certainly Square Enix published. What do you think? Never played a Hitman game, so it's a bounce for me. Um, I've played a couple of them. Absolution, some of the older ones. I've not played any of these new ones, of which this is the third. Looks the same as the other ones. It's it's a bounce for me as well, but I'm, I know a lot of people who are massive fans of those games, mm. so I'm sure they're, they're thrilled. I thought the gameplay they decided to choose to show was very dry and like 10 seconds i was like what's the what's the point of that but dubai is a cool sit cool setting for a uh, mm. an assassination yeah. Yeah. um cool next we've got astro's playroom by sony interactive so do you remember this one the little robot guy who like yeah. crawled out of the controller mm-hmm. i guess we don't even have to say pounce or bounce on this one didn't you say it's just gonna come with the ps5 yeah. 
Yes, yeah, if we revert to your understanding of pounce and bounce when we're talking about the games in the future, you're right, we wouldn't have to say it. But I as created I'm... this game. <laughs> you have to stop criticizing the creator. <laughs> um, but actually, I'm not sure that's totally right. I think I came up with the premise, you came up with the name. Whatever, but, uh, fight me. Yeah, um... You're right. It does come installed on everyone's PS5. Apparently, um, it's but it's the same. They recently released a VR game with these little robots. Um, can't remember what it's called, but it was very well regarded. This looks like a nice little. I think it'll probably be designed to test the various mm, features mm-hmm. of the controller. Um, it looks pretty throwaway, but but charming. Next, oh, Little Devil Inside, Neo Stream Interactive. No idea who they are. I would pounce on it just because I really liked the way it looked. Yeah, I would pounce on it as well. I really liked it. I thought the animation was really... Um, I use this word a lot, but it felt really tactile. Um, everything felt very weighted and solid, even though the visuals were really stylized. I didn't really understand uh, what it was about. No, um, I didn't expect it to be called Little Devil Inside because no. you didn't really see any little devils. No. Um, but I like the juxtaposition between the the exploring character going through the wilderness taking on lots of beasties and then just an old man pottering around in his life i really loved the art direction looks fun looks like the sort of thing i'd want to play um so yeah pounce on that bad boy um uh, next nba 2k21 (laughs) how do you feel about this one uh well i immediately like like a basketball bounce away but um, I'm happy to talk about it if you'd like to talk about it. No, I honestly, I haven't played an NBA game since like 2005, uh, back and, when the Michigan basketball team was good. So, And it's not like we, we got any gameplay or anything. So no. it, was, it was just quite a, quite a nice looking little tech demo of someone putting a ball in a basket. Next. Uh, oh, Bug Snacks. Young Heroes by the same guys who did Octodad. I I'm, pounce. I pounce. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, it's just so ridiculous bizarre. to not pounce. I just want to know more. Why bugs? Yes. Why snacks? Yeah. Why? Why what is, is it that when you on? consume one of the bug snacks, they become part of your body? The main but not, character. But it doesn't e- even turn into a bug. It just turns into the the snack part. Yeah. So the main the main fluffy character eats a little strawberry bug which is a strawberry with eyes and wings eats it and then part of its arm turns, turns into, into some strawberries. strawberries what does it mean but um it looks like it's it's got its tongue uh firmly in its cheek and uh octodad was a funny game um, so mm-hmm. yeah i'd like to check that one out um cool next is and this has excited a lot of people um blue point games known for remake doing some stunning re- remastering and remaking of, of older games they're responsible for the newest version of shadow of the colossus on ps4 mm. which apparently is a, is a master class technically um they are bringing bringing to playstation 5 demon souls which is the earliest from soft game of this type that dark souls and uh, bloodborne sort of were born from um pounce or bounce I have only a very passing knowledge of it, of any of these, yeah. those games you talked about, except Shadow of the Colossus, so I bounce. <laughs> I'm going to pounce on it briefly, just to say that I don't know whether... I played this game back in the day on PS3. Um, I enjoyed it, but I thought Dark Souls was better. I thought Bloodborne was much better. 
Um, I just don't really see. I see like from a historical like because obviously when when Demon Souls came out, it 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 didn't meet a lot of critical acclaim. Um, it met some, but obviously that franchise has now exploded. So there are lots of people who maybe don't have an, a PS3 who want to go back to the original one of these games. So I can understand it from that perspective. But speaking personally, it doesn't really offer anything that Dark Souls 1, 2, 3 or Bloodborne already do better. Um, so yeah, it won't be one I'm picking up, but I'm happy for those who have been asking for that for years. Ooh, next. I've said ooh every time now. <laughs> now we've got... Um, Ooh, we've got Deathloop by Arcane Studios. Pounce or bounce? I can tell it'll be very interesting for some people, but not, I can also tell it won't be for me, so bounce. Okay, I'm going to bounce on it again, pounce on it again briefly. Arcane Studios, great studio, recently... Um, not Darksiders, what am I thinking about? Oh no, Ben, your brain... <laughs> Dishonored, Dishonored 1 and 2. I finished the first one, didn't finish the second one, want to though. Very good, stealthy first-person games. Um, this has a lot of character. I think the premise is that you're a guy who's uh, being killed over and over again. There's a, there's a time loop element similar to Returnal. Um, and he's trying to sort of work out how to not die over and over again and take out all the assassins that keep taking him out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I suppose it's a well-worn premise, but they, it looks very fun. I like a lot of the little animations they've got in the weaponry. And they've got a really cool sort of B-movie film overlay to the trailer. And then at the end, it was presented as one of those old-timey film posters, which I thought was really cool. I think it's got a very clear direction. It knows what it wants to be. And I think given Arcane's pedigree, um, that's got a very good chance of being a fun game. So I'll keep an eye out for that. Again, probably not the sort of thing I would buy at release. But uh, yeah, interested in it. Next, Harry's Ooh. thrilled about this one. Yeah, um, again, it similarly to when Resident Evil 7 was revealed, it was revealed as sort of a surprise where you saw all of the trailer and then the word village, and then within the word village, the 8 of Resident Evil 8 appeared. Um, I've got to be honest, the trailer didn't really hold my attention, it just looked like quite a lot of generic horror imagery to me, and then... The interesting bit was then Chris Redfield, who was more or less absent from the last game. Most recognisable characters were, were absent from Seven. I think Chris Redfield does turn up very briefly. Um, he appears, shoots someone, and it looks like he may be being set up as the antagonist, which is interesting as the long, you know, long-standing hero of the franchise. Um, it looks fine. It's not a direction that I'm. I'm pouncing on this, by the way. It's not I a direction. <laughs> it's not a direction. Um, that speaking personally, I'm all that happy about the, um, for the Resident Evil series because I I liked the campiness of 4. I liked the action inflections of 4 melded with the horror. Whereas now, I can understand, they took it too far and you know the, the end of that road is Resident Evil 6, which is a waste of everyone's time because um, that's just an... That's just an action game, <laughs> an action game with, with some horror elements. So I don't like that, but equally as a response to that negative criticism, they've gone down a pure horror route now. 
So it's really scary and really overwhelming and intense all the time and in first person, which makes it a lot scarier for some reason. So I'm enjoying, I'm actually streaming Seven. I'll be streaming it tomorrow. Harry's guiding me through it because I'm so scared of it. Um, I don't I don't dislike the game. It's a very, very well-made game. Clearly for what it is, it, it's, it's, it's excellent actually. Um, but I imagine this game's going to be in that similar vein and doesn't excite me quite as much as, as it could, I suppose. But... Um, yeah, again, I know lots of people, Harry included, are very, very excited about that, so fair play. Um, next, Pragmata by Capcom. Is this the this chicken is... space? No, no, yeah. no, 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 wait. No, we already talked about no, the chicken no, no. space. This the, is the, the other, one I thought that... you meant the little girl. Yeah. yeah, the one that I thought for sure was uh, going to be something to do with death training again. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to pounce on this one again, if that's right. <laughs> yeah, because I, I too thought that. The imagery is so similar to Death Stranding. That main astronaut character that you it see... It looked like the, tr- the suit from, like, just from when you wore when you were, like, walking around or whatever. It did. It did look like the suit that um, Sam Porter Bridges wears. It also looks like the logo for Kojima, because Kojima's um, production company is an astronaut. Mm. Um, it's got, like, but instead of a person in there, it's a skull. But the the suit design looks very similar to that. I, could, I would have put money on it being Kojima. It may be... I mean, it could Kojima could be working. I don't know. It could be working with them. Um, we don't know much about this game. All we really saw was an astronaut, a little girl, and then they sort. Then did did gravity shift? They ended yeah, up getting pulled up like towards space. Floating into the air. Yeah. Um, we don't know anything about it really, but visually it's interesting. Um, and Capcom have been on a. They they found a rich seam of form. Um, recently with lots of excellent games and excellent re-releases so I'm actually um, I'm optimistic about this even though we know we know nothing about it so yeah that was an interesting reveal next preemptively pouncing all over this yeah last game Horizon 2 Forbidden West thoughts and go on did you just get a preemptive pounce I thought we weren't doing okay well hang on what do you mean (laughs) <laughs> I was just pouncing before even saying the name, which was the preemptive oh, element. Nice, yeah, um, this is a game that I would like to play. The first one, maybe when I get yeah. back, um, we could switch the Switch and the PS4, and I could give that a go because I really like the look of it. I like playing a game with a female protagonist. Um, yeah, me too. A strong, like hardcore female protagonist. She's so. great, and she's great, Aloy. Um, yeah, interestingly, this was the game I was playing the original when we were first dating, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was when you realised, oh, actually, he does spend quite a lot of time on video games. <laughs> Even though this is the second week of us dating, he's decided just to play this in his room. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, but Horizon 2... It all worked looked, out. Yeah, it did. Horizon 2 looks like more of the same, which is exactly what I would want. I don't think we got any direct gameplay, but I'm very happy to see it's coming. Looked we all good. knew it was... Well, yeah, we all knew it was um, on the horizon, um, unintended. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, very happy. Nice. Uh, <laughs> lastly, then, and what we Finally. were laboriously waiting for. You know, I desperately needed the lavatory. <laughs> I thought I'd be able to watch it for half an hour and go to bed. It was, by, it was now well past 10 o'clock. It'd been a long day. And then finally they revealed after an hour what the playstation look like and actually before we go into it there was so much in this little video or this hour and ten video 
so much time wasted with those little eye dents where mm. you, as you were speaking about earlier, where you just see the PlayStation logos in lots of enigmatic ways with, with ethereal Shadows music and gliding and around. Like, ooh, what's going on? And it was sort of interesting when the first one that lasts <sighs> about 20 seconds, you know, uh, comes in between the first two games. But when you're watching them every single time, they get very tedious and you just want to get on with it. And then when it finally came to showing this box... It was the most self-involved and indulgent waste of everyone's time where we were watching little balls vibrating and moving for what felt like hours before they eventually moved out the way, had nothing even formed the console, just moved out the way and then revealed the console. Um, yeah, I thought that was very, very tedious. But then we saw the design, which, to be fair, is a direction. What were your thoughts? I, I, was that a few months ago when somebody released like a leaked or an alleged leaked version of how the PS5 was going to look? Because that thing was hot garbage. Yeah, it was definitely been a pleasant surprise. I think it was the dev kits because obviously developers get PS5s much earlier to start building for them. And there was a leaked image of a dev kit and it was so gross. It looked like a big 3D printed V on top of a box. It it was horrible. Um, So this, to be fair, looks better. It's It's very sleek, very modern. It is very sleek and modern, but has weirdly very few straight edges and very few perpendicular angles mm. um so it's not a box it almost flowers it's um what's the opposite of taper it, as you're going down it's almost like it's tapering getting thinner and thinner and it was sitting and standing upright um but as you go up it, yeah it's sort of yeah flowers out yeah, like flares so the, out at the top flares yeah so the it's got two big flared white panels along the side and then inside it looks sort of like a rounded um black box um so yeah it was interesting what was especially interesting about it though was that there were two models announced and it was it's actually the first time i think we've had a new generation of consoles announced with a disc version and a non-disc version Mm -hmm. these slim consoles have often come later in the generation um but this is the first time they've been it's been announced uh alongside each other and um what I thought was notice- notable was that the the version without the disc tray or the disc slot or whatever was much, much more, much more yeah, much more aesthetically pleasing because it was symmetrical when you looked at it face on. Whereas the one of the disc, it was exactly the same, except it had this weird little chunk or bulge along the bottom, which didn't in any way fit and it just looked bolted on. So I have a, I have a feeling this might be a savvy move. I mean, it just seems slightly self-defeating given how many of these they're about to make. But, you know, as we all know, um, video game, uh, not developers, but sort of companies like Sony are, are increasingly wanting the video game industry to go to a non-physical media direction because that means that you know, if you need the game, you have to buy it from them if it's digital. No good giving it back or selling it or buying used. They've been trying to stamp this out for years. Um, and it looks like this is Sony's next step by saying, look, here's this hideous piece of S with a disc tray. Or here's a slightly sleeker, more aesthetically appealing and maybe cheaper 
version of the PlayStation 5. Yeah, and they didn't talk about the price, did they? No, they didn't, which was notable by its absence for sure. Um, yeah, so it'll be very interesting to know what that price point is. Um, I mean, to be honest, given all that, and given that I can see how cynical that is, if I was going to buy one, I probably would buy the discless version because mm-hmm. I never buy physical media anymore. As much as I feel like I've, I'm plugged into their machine and ecosystem, you know, there are a lot of cheap things on PlayStation Plus. I get a lot of things cheap and, uh, you know, get free games and stuff. I've not, I mean, I have a couple of discs from gifts I've been getting, but, you know, I could just be given a gift card for PSN. So I'm part of the problem, clearly. Um, but I'm also willing to lord it over and uh, get on my high horse about it. So worst of both worlds. Um, I think but the two, yeah. like, two big critiques that I saw, the first one said it looks like a glorified Wi-Fi router. Yep. yep, yep. Uh, the second Valid. one, which I agree with, is it's going to be pain to dust between <laughs> those like little wings and then well, to get inside to the fan. Yeah, they said, I mean, there were similar things said about the PS4, actually, which has a very interesting design, very angular. Mm. Um, I can, looking at my PS4 already, because there are those two shelves and there yeah. are little gaps and there's lots of dust in there. Um, I have to say, first impressions were fine, but I think the PS4, to this day, is a beautiful looking console. Um, and this thing is maybe bolder, but it there's something about it that doesn't sit quite right as I- with me i feel like i i would like the shape i if they come out with like an all black one i think i really not a fan of the white i don't no i don't think i like the white on the outside i think i would like the shape if it were all black interesting 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 i actually really like the white especially in the controller i think it looks really cool agree to disagree um do you not even like it in the controller (sighs) i don't know it looks like something you would have seen on the on the dragon (laughs) on the spacex launch (laughs) <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose so. My only my worry about the design as well is is that we haven't got space to have something sitting upright. No, and, and it, it looks look... kind of weird laying down. Yeah. Oh, have you seen a picture of it laying down? Does it mm-hmm. lay down? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that somebody said like that little the thing that it stands on. I don't know if yeah. it like, slides or you move it so that it can lay down and it looks weird. I think. Oh, I might actually look that up. Cause it, because, cause, yeah, um... the, the flares don't go like the right way when it's laying down oh i can see yeah hmm hmm that's very weird Weird. looking (laughs) very weird looking um yeah so it's interesting to rearrange our uh entertainment console yeah well thing is as i said i i'm impressed at least that it's a direction i think it you know it's ballsy Mm -hmm. and interesting um, unlike the Series X, not to immediately bait Start that sort of battle. conflict. Because I actually quite like the minimalist look of the... Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Series X? Mm, is that just the rectangle? Yeah, yeah, just standing up rectangle. Yeah. Which, you know, I, I do also quite like that because it's quite thin. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's not very bold, is it? This is bold. Mm. So, yeah, that that's the end of the conference. Um, so Katie, overall, your first one, closing thoughts, how would you rate it? Did you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that it's a, it's a fun way to see all the different games kind of side by side and how they stack up and how you could just be really into one and then seeing it next to one that you're definitely not, yeah. not about makes it easier to make bounce or pounce decisions, I guess. Absolutely. Um, 
yeah, I guess I'm interested to see the price. I'm interested to see if there's an all black version. <laughs> cool. But um, it does look like there's some, you know, going to be some cool things on it. It'll be interesting to see how many of these games are PS5 exclusive. Because mm-hmm. like I say, maybe mm-hmm. Ratchet and Clank. I can't really think of any of the others. It looked Horizons. to me. Horizon, yeah. But it, it looked to Horizon. me like the rest of them could run on PS4 quite comfortably. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how many of them are PS5 exclusive. Um, yeah, I would rate it fine. Um, to be fair, they did what I would prefer all of these um, companies to do is to let the games do the talking because there are a lot of these conferences where people are just going on and on mm-hmm. and on and on about how brilliant their game That's true. This, is. This, even though this felt like a long time for a bit, yeah. it definitely was quicker than like an E3 showcase. Yeah. And it, it was, yeah. And it was just the games one after the other, one after the other, after the other, and then the console, which I thought was fine. I just think it was padded. And there was a lot of stuff mm-hmm. that didn't need to be there. There were a lot of stuff in there which they look like good games, but in no way have they convinced me to buy a PlayStation 5. Um, so I, I think you could have had even half the amount of games and then shown the hardware. And I think people would have been had the same level of hype. They had just also went on added in, like between some of the games some of the developers talking and i yeah think that they were they looked like they were like digitally oh yeah created i forgot about that in between um which i guess is a good way to show the capabilities or whatever but it was a bit uncanny valley i don't know i don't know if that's confirmed you know i'm, I'm surprised convinced that they were because when i because when you said in. that when you said that i started looking at it thinking Oh goodness, she's right. Um, and I thought they were going to do an amazing reveal, but they never did. Um, might look into that. Um, PS Five reveal met with conspiracy theory that presenters were CGI. They, so I, um, this is on Polygon, well-regarded gaming website. Record show. I'm just going to read this. While most people watching PlayStation Five reveal were probably busy considering the highlighted games or worrying about the launch price. A contingent of the viewership had a different concern. That's were me. The human be- yeah, were the human beings talking about the next generation console even real? The PS5 reveal people all look like CGI, ren- uh, CGI renders, one tweet read. Am I the only one wondering if people in the PS5 reveal were CGI? Another worried. The speakers are CGI, right? I feel like I'm going crazy, another viewer said. Me. Part of the reason this belief spread is that the showcase began by telling people that they were about that everything they were about yeah. to see was captured on the PS5. Some took that to mean everything with the live stream within the live stream was made via the console. This is why I uh, should be active on Twitter. Yeah. Polygon reached out to Sony to ask if footage of presenters had been fiddled with somehow. Or um, if perhaps there was anything noticeable about the lighting. Was there something unusual about how the presenters were filmed or, po- or post-processed? A representative only told us that the presenters were all taped at home, which we assume has to do with the worldwide pand- pandemic going on right now. The funny thing is the reveal trailer ends with a collection of smaller developers with varying backdrops that reinforce the idea that they were indeed recording at home. The footage quality, which was not consistent, also made this apparent. But you'll note the presenters who came from bigger studios all had that unifying look and background this would suggest that at least some of the footage had indeed been altered for the sake of achieving a consistent brand aesthetic even if it wasn't achieved by cgi specifically um there was something about the way that their clothes didn't quite lay right and the shadows of their hands especially i'm calling funny business that's interesting very interesting um 
Yeah, okay, I'll read some of those comments later. You can find the article on um, <laughs> on uh, Polygon. Recommend PS5 reveal met with conspiracy theory that presents for CGI. Check it out. Check out the website, The Decent. Cool. All right. That's the end of our main course. Um, I'd be interested for for anyone listening to let us know if you had any like major bounces or pounces, and if you're planning on getting the PS5 at all. So let us know. Absolutely, great social media management there. Thanks. Nice job. Even though I haven't posted anything on our social media in like two <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Remember, questions can come to us on Twitter, email, um, and they're all or whatever channel actually, and they're all on our website. Um, cool all right we'll take a break there after that chunky main course and we'll come back with some dessert and we are back with our dessert this week and this is the part of the show indeed where we just discuss one other game we've been playing that we want to share with you so this week i've been playing a game on my PlayStation Vita. I was inspired, I mean, actually, the episode I'm about to refer to will actually come out after this one, but uh, <laughs> no we have deal. already, yeah, we have already recorded an episode about the Nintendo Switch, and I was inspired to um, to get out my Vita and do some portable gaming, because um, I love that thing. And I decided to restart Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth. That's it. You heard of this game, Katie? I mean, I, I haven't ever played a Digimon game. I've only, obviously, ever played Pokemon games. But yeah. I watched the Digimon show at the same time as I was going through like the Pokemon anime. So yeah, and, really and I loved think it. yeah, I think the the anime is undeniably uh, better than the Pokemon anime. Um, it's just it's yeah, it's just a really good really good show uh, or was. So this I hadn't played that many Digimon games. In fact, I don't really know if I've ever, I've ever played any, despite being a big fan of Digimon back in the day. This game though is a full on. Japanese role-playing game, turn-based, um, and it, it functions very similarly to a Pokemon game in that you have a party of Digimon following you around and you use them in battle. Um, so, you know, it's, it's I suppose, drawing a lot from Pokemon there. But the, it's, the difference is it's very, very story-based. So a lot of it almost works like a graphic, uh, not a graphic novel, um, visual novel. Mm. So there's a lot of reading text and, and a story on... on unfurling as well as the pokemon battle i mean the digimon battling the the basic premise is that all of the intrigue happens within this online world sort of like a online chat room but it's it's a 3d realized space sort of like a virtual reality and you end up becoming something like a hacker um, but obviously instead of hacking with code you hack using these programs and in this universe those programs take the form of digimon so actually the digimon are these programs you use within the world of uh, this virtual reality um, which i think is cool so and you end up working with this police not no sorry this private investigator on the outside and she's a like a cyber investigator so she's looking into various online crimes and you armed with your digimon go into this online space and deal with online security issues with your Digimon. So you'll go in and maybe there's a hacker taking down someone's account. So you can go in, enter, find them in the the recesses of the dungeons underneath all the code in, in this online space and take them out with your Digimon. And, and that's sort of the, the basic premise. And I think there are some really interesting ideas. I think that's like quite an inventive concept um, and a, an interesting way to use Digimon. And you've got all this, you can digivolve the Digimon, obviously, but it's permanent, unlike, I mean, you can 
de-digivolve them if you want, but it's not like the show where they temporarily get buffed up and then they and go then back, go back to, to little Ogamon. Yeah, you do permanently um, upgrade them. Um, and there are so many to get and you can catch them and you you can put loads on a little digital farm and you get like text from them as you're running around the world. So you've got, I've got my three main Digimon, but I've got like 10 others on the farm and they're leveling up sort of like oh. the daycares in, um, in Pokemon. So you can do it all remotely. So you can there. And as they level up, you'll get a text from them saying that I'm at max level and you can go and you can digivolve them there and then, and they can still be at the farm. Um, so you don't have to worry about the three that you're bringing around with you, if you or you can bring more than three with you. But if you're worried that oh, I'm focusing on these, I want to level the others. The others are leveling up, and you can make sure that they're all doing it alongside. So um, it's really cool. I did play this game for about twelve hours a couple of years ago when it came out, and then I was jumping back into it, and I was like, I I have no idea where I am, what's going on. Um, so I restarted the game and I chose the female protagonist this time and actually she sort of fits the world and the characters a little bit better I like her design more as well mm. and I've I've gone the less generic route with Pokemon with um, the Digimon I've chosen so in my first route I had I had like Ogumon with like you know Greymon the big T-Rex generic mm-hmm. poster boy I had uh, the one that's the Joe's po- Joe's I keep saying Pokemon Joe's Digimon the one that's a little walrus he's like a little aquatic thing but they were all like the big main ones this time i've gone with some digimon which which came from the later seasons um and it's a little bit more interesting for me to see how they evolve very interesting um but what's uh what's cool is that you don't they don't necessarily need to follow the same tree that they did in the anime so ogumon can evolve into greymon but actually there are four or five others that you could evolve him to if, if you meet different um uh different success criteria <laughs> um so yeah i really 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 like it it's if you are looking just for a pure gameplay focused rpg there is a lot of great gameplay in there but you have to wade through especially in uh, in the early hours a lot of story which speaking personally i don't mind because it you know it's relatively well translated um but if you're not into just listening to a, a long story including digimon and cybercrime it may not be for you but um i d- definitely think check it out i think it there's a, a sequel definitely released on ps4 i don't know whether this one's also on ps4 but um yeah really enjoying it so I'd that's be, I'd be, for this week i'd be interested in that to, to see it or play through it when i got back because i, I yeah, think yeah. i'm remembering i didn't ever have a like a digimon game but i think i had a little it was like what what's like the digimon version of the pokedex that the trainers had some digivice yeah it was like one of those and it was like a little tamagotchi thing like you, oh god you had oh god. like a little pixely digimon in it and you could clip it to your belt and like walk with it and then the steps could like hatch its eggs and feed it and stuff i i had exactly the same thing and i remember i don't remember much about my childhood but i do remember going to toys r us with dad to get that and it was the best day of my life um <laughs> so that, it, I yeah, like that would bring back some some good memories yeah, you could even battle, couldn't you? You could like connect it. You up could like with yeah, people. hook them up and then like yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they like slot together. Mm-hmm, top, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, um, yeah, they were really cool. Awesome. Um, what's your dessert? Uh, my dessert. I haven't played a whole lot of it. I had to, you know, tear myself away from Animal Crossing. I've got <laughs> got a three star rated um, island now, and KK Slider oh. came to perform. So you could say we're a pretty big deal. Or you've seen the credits, you finished the game, leave it behind. (laughs) 
no, there's still a lot of work to do because now I can terraform my island, which is huge. <laughs> but I tore myself. I can't believe you don't. Get, I sorry to interrupt. I can't believe you don't get the ability to do that until you finished the game. But you, but you, I'm only at three stars. Like you can still get your rating up to five stars. I know, but you've seen the credits, haven't you? Yeah, but they they always do that towards the beginning in Animal Crossing. Okay. Welcome, welcome. I still, I think we're still going to do an episode Animal Crossing focused, so we'll come back to that. Sure. But my dessert game for this week that I've been playing in the evenings is a game that I had on my Steam, just kind of laying there for a while, um, but was interested in because of the graphics of it. So it's called Graveyard Keeper. And I think that on their little blurb, they describe it as the most inaccurate medieval cemetery sim of the year. (laughs) Nice. It's got a whole lot of Stardew Valley vibes, but I would say it's almost more complicated than Stardew Valley skills wise, which is, you know, saying a lot, but it drops you off into the deep end way more than stardew valley does it looks very similar and is in that style but the premise of the game instead of building up a cute farm and planting crops you are trying to refurbish the local cemetery and make it look better and (laughs) impress the local bishop so that he makes you a cleric and opens up the churchyard so that you can um you can progress the, the story line along. That sounds great. So it's you're it's you're running around um, to between like your house and the graveyard and the church and the town, and so you can you know craft a axe to chop down trees, and you can have to craft your shovel to dig the graves and to and keep it sharp and all that stuff. And you go to the local tavern and you can get food and seeds and all that stuff for your little area. But instead of like in Stardew where you're running around kind of interacting with characters and trying to build up your your relationship with them, you're still sort of doing that with some of these characters. But at the same time, every once in a while, a little notification will pop up saying there's there's a new body that you have to take care of. <laughs> so your little donkey, your talking donkey sidekick with his cart brings a body to the morgue and you have to take care of that and then find a place to bury this person in the local graveyard. But it starts to get a bit unethical of like, well, you've got to make money. So the town is having a meat shortage. Like, where where are they going to get that from? Or, oh, the graveyard's getting really full. Like, maybe I could just dump this body in the river instead. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like Stardew Valley, but with like a very macabre edge. And it's it's really, really cute and really enjoyable so far. So I'm just upholding the family tradition. Yeah, you come from a line of... (laughs) <laughs> of uh, funeral people, don't you? Yeah, so uh, it's been really enjoyable so far. I That's think really I'm, cool. yeah. If I can give it up and running again, I might do a do a stream of it in the evenings. So sweet. I wonder what it's on because I I want to play it. It's. I think um, it's on Steam. Somebody said it's coming to Switch soon. I don't know cool. what else. Sounds like a good that. Switch game. Awesome, 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 awesome. All right. Well, we'll leave today's episode there. Um, 
thank you everybody for joining us thank you casey for joining me if you want to find us all of our details are over at the consumed podcast dot bot podbean dot com um and if you'd like to i mean it's on there but if you want to send us an email it's the consumed podcast at gmail.com yeah it's on our facebook page go and follow that um send us or a twitter it's all there yeah if you want to you want if you can somehow find my it'll be frightening but i'll still read it out that's how much we need the content anyway have a lovely week stay safe and we'll speak to you soon bye, bye.